Hey guys, welcome to episode 58 of Junior Golf Keys. I'm your host, Matt, and I really appreciate you tuning in this week. We've got another great guest for you. You guys continue to show up week after week, uh, share the episodes, give some feedback, uh, comments, those types of things, all helpful. Definitely appreciate it and uh, continue to encourage you guys to do that on social media. Please connect with us, Junior Golf Keys, on pretty much every social media platform out there. You can also email me directly at juniorgolfkeys at gmail.com. Always looking for feedback, always looking to understand more about what you guys want to learn about, what's going to make this show the most impactful for you, uh, whether you're a parent or a player, just looking to navigate your junior golf journey. Uh, this is the platform that we're trying to build uh, to help you you know, really just learn about what it means to do that, develop different parts of your game, uh, schedule tournaments, all those types of topics that we talk about on the show. So thank you guys very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go over and leave a review on Apple iTunes. Um, it'd be really helpful for, you know, not only the podcast, but also for the other listeners that are out there that are searching for a junior golf podcast where they can find information that's going to help them in their journey. So, um, you know, the more that we can rate the podcast the more that we can you know throw some comments out there to give some feedback uh, the more people are going to see it and you know the more people that we can help impact in growing the game from a young age so super excited about that and i really appreciate you guys doing that also make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on some of the exciting guests that we've got coming down the pipe in 2021 so uh, trying to take some of your guys' feedback that you've given and, you know, really uh, bring in some guests that are going to help you guys, you know, further some education around those areas that you're wanting to learn about. So this week, we've got Coach Derek Radley, who's the head women's coach at the University of Oregon. He's in his third season. Prior to Oregon, he spent six seasons at Arizona. In 2018, they won a national championship and five out of those six seasons at Arizona team finished top 10 at NCAA championships. So uh, Derek's got a really strong track record in the women's college golf space. And um, I just really enjoyed our conversation. We both uh, spent some time in Northeast Ohio. Derek's from the Northeast Ohio area. Um, have a little common thread there. And then just, you know, really enjoyed our conversation. We talk about his introduction to the game of golf and what his path has been. Uh, we're talking about college recruiting, obviously, and what he's looking for in recruits, um, just those types of topics that are helpful for, you know, anybody that has aspirations of playing college golf and they're trying to figure out what different coaches are looking for and what they should be paying attention to, those types of things. Uh, we're going to dive into what it takes to build a championship program. Uh, definitely going to jump into some of his top coaching memories, talk about academics a little bit. Uh, we're going to touch on you know his relationship with Haley Moore, um, who's out on the LPGA Tour now, but uh, definitely spent some time with her when she was at Arizona. And um, Derek's just a wealth of knowledge. He's got a lot of good information to share with you guys, whether it be multi-sport athlete type information or PGA golf management. Um, he's got an instructor background, so we can talk a little bit about that and how it ties into you know his experience throughout college golf and how he's been able to help some of his players and develop them and those types of things. So... Really, really, really appreciate Derek for his time, and uh, I'm excited for the chat. But before we get into that, I want to talk about my partner, Golf Kicks. Golf Kicks has changed the game when it comes to golf shoes. Basically, what they've done is they've created an aftermarket spike that you can put into any tennis shoe. As uh, long as it has a decent rubber sole, you can install Golf Kicks on them. So what it does for all you sneaker heads out there, or, you know, maybe just those of you that have a couple extra pair of tennis shoes sticking around then uh, in the closet you don't really know what to do with them haven't really worn them very much but you know it's still in good shape convert them into golf shoes uh, head over to golfkicks.com uh, you can purchase a pair of golf kicks there actually because you're a listener of this podcast golf kicks is going to give you 20 percent off so if you use the code jgk20 uh, when you're placing your order on golfkicks.com they'll give you 20 percent off your order today so really excited to have them as a part of uh, the junior golf keys community you know they've won innovation awards from my golf spy and golf digest they did a deal with mark cuban on shark tank so you know they're the real deal and uh i really love golf kicks i've 
I, I use them myself. Uh, for me, what it's done is it's given me the opportunity to really just pick any pair of tennis shoes that I want to wear, you know, for golf. And then I can install golf spikes into them, which gives me the comfort of a regular tennis shoe and gives me the functionality of a golf shoe when I'm out on the course or the practice range. So you guys should definitely head over to golfkicks.com, place your order, use the code JGK20 so you can get your 20% off and, uh, Give us some feedback. Let me know how you like them. Uh, post something about them. Tag Golf Kicks. Tag Junior Golf Keys. We'd love to hear some feedback. So appreciate you guys. You guys sit tight. We'll be right back with our conversation with Coach Derek Radley. All right, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Junior Golf Keys. Uh, I've got the head women's coach at University of Oregon, Derek Radley, joining me today. Derek, what's happening? Hey, Matt. How Thanks are so you? much for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you making some time uh, to jump on, you know, amidst the holidays and, you know, everybody's kind of running around crazy right now. Um, obviously COVID's going on too. So just a lot of things going on, but I appreciate you making the time. Yeah, my pleasure, bud. My pleasure. Good deal. Um, you know, we've kind of had an opportunity to chat about, you know, what this podcast is about and what we're trying to accomplish with just putting some good information out there for parents and families, junior golfers, just to navigate in that space. Um, before we kind of jump into some specifics around, um, you know, some maybe some college topics and different things like that, could you just give the audience uh, a little bit of background on you? How'd you get introduced to the game of golf? And can you tell us a little bit about what your path has been um, to lead you to Oregon? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I'm originally from the Midwest. I'm, I'm Cleveland, Ohio guy. Um, and so I, I played a lot of sports growing up. Um, I'm even now as a coach, I'm a firm believer when lurking at, at recruits, the more sports you can play, uh, especially at an early age, the better. Um, and, and so I, I tried everything. And then as I got into high school, I felt really, uh, kind of chose the, the golf route and, and, um, and, and just fell in love with it and, and took it pretty serious. And then I went to uh, a school up in Michigan um, called Fair State University, which we had the uh, very first professional golf management program ever started. Um, nice. And so uh, going to school, I, I knew I, I really had interest and, and wanted to be a golf instructor uh, upon graduation. Um, when I got there, um, I actually, they had tryouts and I walked on the team. So I wasn't even going necessarily to play uh, college golf. Uh, I just knew I wanted to be a golf instructor. And then I ended up walking on the team and, and played all four years. And uh, so I, I did both nice. and just really enjoyed my, my time there. Um, and then, and then afterwards, um, because I knew I wanted to, to go the golf instruction route, I, I, uh, I taught golf um, and worked under two different top 100 golf instructors um, and, and just really built my foundation and just fell in love with it. And, um, after, after that, I, I guess, let's see, I was given lessons for golly, probably three years ish to, um, sun up to sundown and just met a lot of really cool people. Um, learned a lot. I, it's funny. I used to go back to the, the first students I ever gave lessons to and said, man, I wish I can give you your money, <laughs> your money back. <laughs> I think I screwed you up so bad, but a couple um, guinea pigs in the first yeah year. <laughs> yeah but you know just like anything else the more you do it you learn and and really sure. fell in love with it and um and then i kind of uh i would i was teaching in in michigan um in in the summertime and as you know you can't really teach there in in the winter time so i i ventured south to to florida uh and that's where i met my wife and my okay. wife is sarah uh her maiden name was brown and uh Sarah played professional golf, uh, for eight years. And so towards the end of her career, uh, she asked me if I could go caddy for IQ school. She had to go back one year and I said, yeah, absolutely. And she got through with, with full status. And she said, you want to quit teaching golf and come caddy for me full time? And I'm like, absolutely. So, uh, we traveled the world together for, for three years wow. and, uh, really, um, just live the dream man and met so many nice people and and got to travel all over the world um watching her play golf and and helped her out and then uh she's sarah's actually born and raised in tucson arizona so okay. um opportunity popped up to be an assistant coach um at the u of a and i put my name in and uh went in for an interview and and was really excited to to be hired and 
and uh, worked under head coach Laura Ionello, who is uh, still uh, a, a very, very close friend um, to this day. And, and uh, I worked for her for six years. We were uh, Wildcats, and in 2018, uh, we, we won the national championship. Yes, and, you did. Uh, that was awesome. So, yeah, thanks, man. It was, it was great, and, and just learned so much from her and, and working with those incredible women that were on that team, and those ladies just worked so hard. Uh, it's fun to see a lot of them now are actually playing LPGA tour yeah. and watching them, watching them out there. So yeah, after, after that, um, you know, got some, got some, uh, some interest to, to possibly be a head coach. And that was kind of the long-term dream of, of mine was really to take over a program. And that's when, when Oregon called and, uh, after coming up and touring the facilities and just meeting everybody and all the resources, it was, you know, emotional to, to say goodbye to everybody at U of A that was, that was family and, and still are, but uh, I know they were really excited for, for my opportunity here as a duck. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you guys definitely had some really good success at Arizona with the national championship and, you know, just NCAAs as a whole. I mean, five out of the six years that you were there, you guys uh, finished in the top 10, which is huge yeah. for any program. Um, but I want to kind of go back to something that you talked about initially just growing up in Northeast Ohio. It's funny. I'm actually heading up to Ohio in a couple of days. That's where my family and my wife's family are up in the Medina area. If you're familiar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to spend a couple of days up there, but um, and you mentioned multi-sport athletes. It's a topic that's come up on this podcast a couple of different times. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talked a little bit about the importance of that and just, you know, you as a, as a young athlete coming up and tasting some different things and then figuring out, you know, what you like and what you're good at. Um, can you dive into that a little bit more for the audience and, you know, why you believe that there's importance in that? Yeah, I think first and foremost, if you can be on some sort of a team at a young age, I think that's a huge factor and translates well to playing college golf. Mm. Um, you know, as, as you know, Matt, our, our sport is, is individual. And, uh, you know, when you come to college, you know, you're, you're not just yourself anymore. You're part of a team. So, if you can get that dynamic at a young age, learning how to cheer for somebody else other than yourself and learning how to be supportive and, and, and get that in return, it's such an important, important value. Our, our assistant coach here, Monica Vaughn, um, Monica's uh, born and raised in Reedsport, Oregon. And uh, in 2017, she won the national championship as an individual uh, and her team won as well. She was an Arizona State Sun Devil. Okay. And Monica, you know, was one of the best I- I've ever seen uh, play college golf, but talking to her and, you know, obviously now we've worked together. This is going on our third year. She played multi-sports as, as a young age. She was volleyball. Um, you know, I, I know she, she, uh, went into softball a little bit and just played a bunch of different sports with her dad kind of growing up. Uh, and then, and then really kind of specified with golf as she got into high school, uh, and, and obviously into college. So, her learning that team environment and that team atmosphere was so important and made her one of the best teammates, you know, as talked to Missy Farr, the head women's coach at, at Arizona state, she was one of the best teammates and, yeah. and uh, just really rallied everybody to, to want to do, do good for each other, not just themselves. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. I actually haven't gone down that particular um, road with this topic in terms of just the importance of the teammate piece. You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. when, the topic has come up in the past, you know, we're talking about transferable skills and, you know, those types of things, which are all obviously super important, um, you know, from sport to sport, but yeah, thanks for diving into, you know, a little bit more detail on just that team aspect of it because it is, uh, it is very important. And I've had some of those conversations um, with kids, you know, I've had some really good junior players that have joined the podcast as well. And, you know, talking Mm -hmm. to them about the difference between, you know, playing regular high school golf where you're playing your matches against other schools head to head and then playing, you know, ranked tournament golf. Um, can you talk a little bit about the differences in those, in your opinion, and, and what that can do for young players? Yeah, so uh, high school is is uh, extremely valuable. And it's funny, though, Matt, I, th- I feel like, you know, a lot of the, the young, young kids that are playing the game um, and, and really taking it very serious – some of them are not even playing high school golf, um, which yeah. is okay. Sure. Um, you know, and they're focusing on bigger, bigger tournaments as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the ones that are playing, playing on high school golf, I think is still a great opportunity. I know the courses typically are, are a little bit shorter and, and easier than some of the bigger tournaments that are played. So 
the scores necessarily don't don't translate all the time um you know but still being able to get that team aspect i think is really important and a lot of these international players you know have wonderful opportunities to be a part of these national teams as well yeah um which is which is incredible and i've you know this is gosh my my ninth year of of doing this um of of coaching and and um you know those those players especially from an international standpoint that that have had that opportunity to be on national teams they they really know what it's about to translate or, or what they translate the easiest right and so yeah uh, coming to college they they understand the importance of cheering for each other and just being in that team environment and and some you know recruits take a little bit longer than others to eventually get there but uh it's really cool to see when when everybody does come together and work towards one common goal yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we, you bring up international. We were talking before that, you know, we've got a really big international audience on this podcast, which we appreciate. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see, you know, people tuning in from all around the world. But um, you've had some really good success recruiting internationally. Um, you know, it's been said that, you know, you're one of the NCAA's top recruiters, uh, especially internationally when it comes to Europe and Asia. Um, can we kind of talk to that audience of international players and parents um, and we can obviously talk domestic too but just from a college recruiting perspective um, you know sometimes in a lot of the, the conversations that I had with you know families when I was at IMG Academy about coming over to the states and you know playing here and trying to put themselves in a position to get noticed by coaches like yourself um, what are some ways that international players can find themselves, I guess, in, in the sights of, you know, some of you college coaches that are out there recruiting? Yeah, that's a great question, bud. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, if you look at the LPGA now, it's such a global sport. It has become, and, um, you know, obviously there's incredible talent in, in our country here in the States, but there's incredible talent all over the world. And so, uh, I think it's so fun as, as coaches to go out and explore and, and, um, and try to find the best of the best. And really the collegiate game now has become so international and, and, uh, and uh, you know, so getting to it, um, being able to, to find these young, young ladies uh, just through either their national team coaches are, are a big help for, for us coaches, Um, you know, but also just, just doing research online, right. Everything's on social media now and, and online. So being able to find, bigger tournaments in different countries and, and, uh, research and scores, um, rankings is, is also a big thing that I, I, I really look at and I don't think it's everything, but, uh, it's certainly, certainly important. And, and, uh, yeah, so I've, I've met some wonderful people and, and, uh, you know, a lot of these international students, I think some of them especially were maybe a little bit hesitant about playing college golf and, in the U S and, and what it's all about. But that's, I think the fun part of the recruiting process is telling them, you know, how fun it is. And you're not just a part of, you know, your golf team, you're a part of the whole athletic department and right. watching football games and basketball games and, and just seeing every, everybody at a high level across the board um, really be passionate about their sport is just so fun. And, and obviously the most important thing is being able to earn education with it so that let's say one day, if you do get hurt or, you know, really struggle, then obviously you have an education to fall back on, which is so, is so important. And so, um, yeah, I, every experience that I've, I've had coaching, coaching these young ladies that maybe were a little bit hesitant of, of, about college or what it is, I think they all fall in love with it right away and, and just see what a wonderful opportunity is. And they're all very thankful for, for the opportunity. Yeah. What about some of those players that are, you know, really strong international players that have aspirations of playing professionally Mm-hmm. Do you think it's advantageous for them to take the college route prior to, you know, taking on that challenge of trying to make it professionally? Um, give me some thoughts on that. Cause I'm kind of curious, you know, it's a, it's a topic that I think comes up a lot specifically in golf because there aren't really any rules. Like you have to go play college before you turn professional, you know, those types of things. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, Matt, talking to some of the greatest women to ever play our sport. Uh, Lorena Ochoa, I remember, gave a, a speech to the college players, and she's such an advocate for going to college. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's just a time to, to mature. Um, 
even if it's maybe for not necessarily the whole four years, right? If it's just maybe for a year or two, uh, I know there's some, maybe some different opinions on that for some different coaches, but you know, we tell them all the time, like if you're, if you're ready to go, we're going to be the first ones to tell you because ultimately they want to live their dream playing professional golf. But you know, college golf, in my opinion, I think is extremely important. And uh, you know, we, we fortunate here in the PAC 12, we've, we've, produce so many uh superstar lpj tour players and uh you know so week in and week out we're very thankful to be competing against the best that college golf has to offer um mm. in, in in preparation for the professional level and uh you know we we've we've talked about it we've lived it we've believed it and like i said it's it's so fun to watch some of the former players that i've i've coached now really really having success at, at that next level yeah yeah um Let's talk a little bit about just what you're looking for in terms of recruits or what are some things that are important for you, you know, from a, from a golf recruiting perspective, I think from a scoring perspective specifically, um, you can be pretty objective with it, right? I mean, the scores are the scores, but there's also intangibles um, that come along with that, whether on the golf course or off the golf course that I think it's important for, parents and young players to understand, you know, when they're out there playing in big tournaments and they're on a big stage and there are college coaches that are out there watching and following, you know, what are some of the things that you're paying attention to? Maybe not necessarily as it relates to score. One of my favorite things to look at Matt to start the day is I love to hang out in the parking lot Hmm. with nobody really seeing me and see the interaction of the young recruit and their mom and dad. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, how are they treating them? Uh, you know, mom and dad are usually out there helping get the push carts. <laughs> are yeah. they in a good, are they in a good mood? Are they excited to go? Um, I think it's so important. The behind the scenes stuff, right. Um, is, is, is awesome. And I love starting that, that day out with that. And, and uh, I've talked to a lot of other coaches about that and they, they agree with me. And then, you know, once, once transitioning and getting to the golf course, kind of watching them go through their, their warmups and their routine is, is so important. Um, you know, but, but on the golf course itself, yeah, I mean, ball striking is, is something I've always really, really been a big fan of. If you can strike it well, not necessarily, um, you know, all the time, but if you have the ability to have a little bit of speed or, or can strike it well, man, it's such a big advantage on our, on our women's side. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, with that being said, short game, obviously we, we talk about all the time is so important because if you do have the days when you're, when you're struggling ball striking, can you still get it up and down? And that's a skill that I think really develops in college and us college coaches can, can really help that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, how do they play in big pressure situations and how do they handle themselves? Um, how do they handle themselves if they have a bad number, right? Cause we're all going to play, have a bad hole and, and struggle, but are they throwing an attitude? Are they coming to the next tee positive with their head up and able to fight through it? And and so all those things are, are so important as, especially as they translate to our level that we can help with, but man, if the recruits can get, get going on that at an early age is, uh, is, is a great thing to, to work on. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're looking for, you know, just some core foundational elements that, you know, you can help grow with them. Um, but there's, you know, there's got to be a little bit of a foundation there, um, you know, to build off of is what it sounds like. No question. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to your time at, at Arizona. Um, obviously, it's not where you are right now, but, you know, you had a really good run there uh, for six years as an assistant. And, and I know that you're over at Oregon right now, you know, trying to build the best program that you can there. Um, and so I'd love, love you to talk about what it takes to build a championship program. Um, it's something that you've obviously seen through. And I'm just curious, you know, what components are really important in that? That's a great, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's the goal as, as a coach, right. Is to, is to, and, and I think the fun of climbing the mountain and, uh, the process and, and to, right in the process and trying to find the the best young ladies that come in and uh and, and put together the right pieces of the puzzle also yeah. um you know all, all of being a part of that championship team at, at arizona all of those ladies had experience at 
at really the highest level they possibly could at junior golf. So mm. um, when, when they were on that, that big stage, they, they didn't back down from the opportunity. They were excited for it. And um, you know, it's, I, I think as a, as a junior recruit and, and if you can work towards getting in those major championships um, and, and uh, just getting the experience, right. And, and um it's just so important as you get to the college level. And, and nowadays it's so cool in, in college, you know, you got golf channel producing the whole championship and cameras are in your face and yeah, it really does feel like a tour event. And oh yeah. It's so fun and so neat that we have that opportunity now. And then it, it also flips it from stroke play to match play. And yep. so, you know, finding players that do have match play experience is, uh, is also a key component, I think. So, um, but yeah, when, you know, being, being, a, being at Arizona and that, that special team that, that I was a part of in 2018, I mean, all those, I, I remember sitting there with coach Laura on the driving range and just kind of watching them all just flush it uh, <laughs> in, in February. And I looked over at her and I'm like, man, we are really good. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just so fun to watch them feed off each other and, and, uh, and, and give themselves an opportunity when it mattered. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, they cheered for each other. They were positive the whole year. Uh, and, and so it's just, you kind of feel it. It's like this special energy that, that you just have a feeling, okay, they, I think they can do it. And if they just give themselves an opportunity to do it, and obviously you have to have a, a little bit of luck on your side going through it, but, uh, you know, they, they certainly earned everything that, that they accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that energy is super important and, you know, it's been said about you that you've got infectious energy, you've got passion. Anybody listening to this right now, you can, you can feel that when you're talking about it. It's something that is very important to you. It's, uh, something that's a passion of yours. Um, so that definitely comes through and something you said after that national championship, um, you made a comment and you said, if you want to go fast, go alone. Yeah. And if you want to go far, go together. Can you expand right. on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's so that gives me chills, man. When you, when you tell me there's, it's funny. I, so like I said before, my assistant coach here at Oregon, Monica Vaughn, like I said, she won the championship in 2017. And obviously we were big rivals being Sun Devils and Wildcats, but you know, she had the opportunity to win as a player and I did as a coach. And so, we talk all the time how literally there's not a day that goes by. I think where we, where we don't think about it mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and just recall. And that's why we're so excited to continue to build that, build that here at Oregon. But with, with, with the saying that we, uh, that, that you just said uh, meant a lot to, to us uh, when I was, when I was there as a wildcat and um, we had a team retreat, uh, which we, we did every year and, and uh, just a time to where, the ladies get together away from golf and can really learn about each other, um, their personal lives, um, and, and can be extremely powerful. And so what we did was we gave the, the ladies the opportunity to come up with a slogan and we were going to have t-shirts made, um, with the slogan on it. And that was the one that they came up with. Huh. And so, um, we did that retreat. I want to say it was in January. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, five months later, we were, we were the last team standing. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, definitely a lot of, a super powerful statement, but yeah, to, uh, to create that and then, you know, see it through, um, I'm sure is all the more special for, for you and the ladies that were a part of that. It was, uh, it was an incredible time and, uh, and a very thankful opportunity for, for me to be a part of it. And, you know, kind of going back to what we talked about earlier in the podcast was the importance of being that and, and having that team dynamic. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that was it. And, and like I said, golf can be so individual, but to really, truly win a national championship at this level, you have to be a team. Yeah. You have to cheer for each other. Um, there's a, there's a picture online. That's one of my favorites. If you Google search Monica Vaughn, mm -hmm. um, and, and it pops up. She's kind of got like her two hands in front of her, uh, like holding up her putter. And she's just screaming in excitement. And we had a team retreat with our ducks here. And uh, this was this was last year. And uh, and <clears throat> we asked the team, where do you think this was? 
you know, and they all looked at the picture and they're like, oh, that had to be after she made the putt to win the national championship. Yeah. And she says, actually, it was not. She said, that picture was taken after I found out one of my teammates just beat me by a shot to win our home tournament at Arizona State. Wow. And everyone's going, what? And, uh, and she said, that's how much I love my teammates. And I knew that when she beat me by a shot, um, that we were going to go on and do something special that year. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture right now. Actually, yeah. it's funny. I was Googling it while you're telling that story, but wow, that's powerful. Um, so like with that being said, how do you get the most out of your players? I mean, if you think about like, uh, let's take a sport for, for example, basketball, you know, sure. you've got a point guard, a shooting guard, a, you know, inside post player, wing you know you've got some different uh role clarities on the court in golf everybody's essentially playing the same role but i know that there are different team dynamics within that as well sure how do you manage that as a coach yeah so um when we're working on their game specifically we're i guess then we're breaking it apart from the team and and we're getting very very specific um to to their to their skills and, and, you know, statistic, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of statistics and, um, you know, I, I really kind of customize everything that, that we do, um, so that we can, every shot that we hit in practice, every shot that they play in a tournament is tracked. And so we need to figure out where are your strengths and where are your weaknesses. And, you know, obviously we may have an idea of that after evaluating them and watching them play in the, at the junior level before they come into college. But, once they're here, you know, we love to gather information within just the first couple of weeks that, that we have a system that we put them through that may take, you know, three months of them playing tournament golf to, to get. So right. um, we, we expose their weaknesses right away and say, okay, you know, and I tell them all the time, we don't, we're not going to make a change to, to equipment. Um, we're not going to make a change to technique, nothing until we have the data to prove that we need to. And so, um, you know, I, I think when you when you make it black and white like that, it's it's very simple. And and, uh, you know, we're, we're always trying to work on on their weaknesses to get them better, um, not just for themselves, but but for the team. And, you know, aside from that, it's it's cool to watch their their world ranking improve as well. So, yeah, um, that, that's a that's a big deal for for us. And we keep track of of it with all of our ladies and, uh, you know, and. and and, uh, you know, we can make sure that, that we're, we're having the foundation and the information backing up that we are getting better every single day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the topic of statistics. I mean, obviously, you know, as time has gone on, there's just more information that's readily available. Technology gives us the opportunity to, um, you know, learn more and, and really create, like you said, like a data set that we can really understand more. Um, I think it's really important for junior players also uh, – to be paying attention to those statistics and, you know, it's like going to the doctor, right. And just the doctor prescribing you a medicine without even looking at you, you know, you need to know where your weaknesses and your strengths are to be able to work on those. So what are, what are some really important statistics? I mean, I think they're all important, but you know, if you're talking to a junior player about, Hey, here's some of the things that you should really be paying attention to uh, Mm. and tracking. What are those, uh, those line items? So, I would say probably the most important statistic that we look at is, is, uh, is greens and regulation. Okay. So what that kind of breaks it down to is, all right, off the tee, are you putting yourself in a position to where you can hit the green? Um, if you're, if you do miss the green, um, are you putting yourself in position to get it up and down? So we talk all the time about this game is a game of mishits. Right. And so if we're yeah. not going to hit a perfect shot and we talk about, you know, what's what's good enough, what's your good enough shot? And you'll hear most of our ladies say, well, our good enough is if if I don't hit it on the green or where I wanted to, I'm going to miss it in a spot where I can still save par. Yeah. And so when you kind of break it down and you look at that, um, you know, but but all statistics are important, though, right? Um, sure. There we we do strokes gain putting, which which I love because uh, it's just not total putts, but it really breaks it down based on the distance of the putt. Um, and uh, and then their up and down percentage, right? So 
we talk about like okay if if uh if you're if your up and down percentage let's say is a little bit low if it's maybe 40 45 percent how do we get it to 50 55 and 60 where it should be mm-hmm. um and, and then it kind of goes back to well my course management wasn't great so i'm short-sighting myself a lot and i just don't necessarily have the tools to to be able to get it up and down from those spots so uh we use the statistics you know obviously they continue to work on skills and and techniques and i'd love developing relationships with the player swing coaches that that they have and and uh and all of us working together to to improve whatever areas need to be improved yeah yeah um What's the current state of women's college golf right now? That's a broad question, but uh, <laughs> just in terms of, I don't know, your opinion, you know, with the women's college golf game, you know, uh, what direction is it headed? You know, are you seeing different trends with players out there as it relates to, um, you know, mechanics or scoring or, you know, just any of those types of things that are just something that really shine out to you? It's at an all-time high, Matt. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, if you tuned into the U.S. Women's Open this this past weekend, but, you know, there's so many amateurs that were on the top of the leaderboard. For sure. Um, that, are, that are playing college golf. And, uh, you know, you, even at the junior, junior levels, um, it's like, man, these kids just keep getting better and better with the more training and the, the weight training that they get into with their physical fitness and the equipment that's coming out. And they're all hitting it farther and longer and and taking it serious um you know just in the nine years that i've been doing this i've seen incredible improvement over not only the college players but the recruits that are coming up yeah um you know and and which is then just translating and you can see as they get out at the next level on the lpj tour as rookies they they can compete and they're playing against the best players in the world so College golf, on especially on the women's side right now, but is is so good. Yeah. Um, I, I hope it, and I see it only continuing in in that direction. And uh, it, it's been fun to witness, you know, as 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 a coach and and an outsider, always cheering for for our sport and and wanting the best for these young ladies. Yeah, you know, on the men's side, there's a lot of talk around you know, distance and, you know, how the golf course is being played, you know, those types of things. Are you seeing similarities on the women's side at all? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen Bianca Pagdanganen, who's, uh, who's on the LPGA. She's a rookie this past year. Um, yeah. She's a, a former wildcat and um, Bianca was on the championship team in 18. I actually caddied for Bianca up in Portland uh, a few months back and, you know, she gets out there and I think she's the longest hitter on the LPGA tour now. Um, yeah. I, I clocked her in swinging speeds of 111 miles an hour when I was up in Portland a few months ago. Wow. It's crazy. Um, yeah. But what people don't understand is Bianca just doesn't bomb it. She hits it on a string. And right. so her fairway percentages are, have always been high, which have always led to, to high greens and regulation. Um, you know, and, and uh, we have a, our senior on our, our team now, Alexis Padum, Mark Bork. Well, she's from, from Thailand and it's been so fun to work with, with Alexis and she always pounded it, but she's able to really kind of keep it in front of her now. And, yeah. and, uh, thus her scoring averages dropped like almost by three shots. And so, you know, I think, I think, yes, speed is always a, a huge factor, but at the end of the day on our side, it's so much easier to play out of the fairway than it is in the trees. And where sure. I think maybe some of the guys, you know, might have have a little bit more um, tools, let's say, to to hit something straight up over a tree or curve it a ton, and and uh, where the ladies are so good and usually don't make make big misses, um, you know, all, all that often. Yeah, yeah, for sure, uh, definitely makes sense. Um, this is a fun one. I hope for you, uh, and I've got some ideas around what this could or may be. But what are some of your top coaching moments? <laughs> Great question. Um, you know, obviously the, the first one that comes to mind is, is when, uh, when Haley Moore made that, made that winning putt, um, yeah. you know, at, at Arizona in 2018, um, still gets me, me pretty, pretty teary eyed thinking about it, just what everything that she's gone through and to be able to do that for her team. And, and, you know, you just knew it, right. Like the, it was already written in, uh, mm. And, and so to see it come to, come to life was, was incredible. Um, yeah. 
you know, I, I think it's uh, there's a lot of moments where I enjoy that actually happen off the golf course. Um, one of my favorite moments was uh, we get to take our team on, on retreats up here. Uh, we have an awesome program uh, called women in flight that really supports all our women's teams. And we get to do team building experiences. And we took our, our ducks river rafting down, uh, down the McKenzie river up, up here in Eugene. And oh, cool. uh, that was just, that was just awesome. Um, you know, and then the fun of the team van rides and listening to the different music that they like and just, just having fun. And just, it's, it's all about the, the college experience of, you know, uh, that, that, that just comes with everything and watching football games and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I think anything in specific, I, I think all of them kind of come together, but, uh, certainly the, that national winning putt was, was pretty special. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about your relationship with Haley and, you know, some of those challenges that she's overcome? Yeah. I don't know if you saw, she was actually just on uh, good morning America. I did uh, see that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which was just, and she did such a great job. I was so proud of her. Um, yeah, I, I will never forget hearing the first shot that, that she hit. <laughs> I think she was 13 years old and yeah. it sounded like a missile that whizzed by my head and, almost threw my neck out turning around i think to try to see who, <laughs> who it was um, was this the one off the cart path yeah no well the, it was on the driving range yeah oh, the, okay. one off the cart path was incredible <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah just you know just seeing her and this this god-given talent that she had was just i mean unlike anything i i'd ever seen before and so um hayley and her, and her family and and I are, are extremely close. We, we always will be. I tell her all the time. I say, kiddo, if it, if it wasn't for you and that special Wildcat team, I, I wouldn't be an Oregon Duck today. So yeah. uh, I, I'm forever in, in debt to, to her and her family. And uh, it's so cool to see her be an advocate for the struggles that she has gone through. And I'm so proud of her for, for opening up and, and being honest because I think it, it's really helped other kids see, hey, and you can, you can make anything of your life and you can be, you can achieve anything that you want to. And so, um, if, if you put your mind to it and so, you know, most, most, most recruits and most junior players, you know, have, have a difficult road in front of them, but hers almost seemed impossible. And, uh, for her to make it through and persevere like that is, is an incredible story. And, and, uh, one that I'm, I'm extremely proud of. Yeah. And, and if you guys don't know Haley Moore, those of you that are listening, I would encourage you to um, Google her. And there's a lot of articles out there and some good stories around the things that she's overcome and um, talking about confidence coming from within and those types of things that um, I think are just super helpful for any kid that's out there that's you know facing any types of challenges. Um, she can be a really good person to look up to an example uh, to overcome some of those things. Absolutely, bud. Um, I want to move towards wrapping up, but is there any other advice that you would give to just parents out there or players out there around, um, you know, that have aspirations of playing college golf, potentially aspirations of playing professionally, um, but, but certainly college, any advice that you would give them about just the process and the journey? Yeah. First and foremost, um, make sure that you're getting it done in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that kind of sounds cliche, but that part of, of playing college golf, I mean, you're a student athlete, right? Student comes first. So sure. to make sure that you're handling the, your academics and, and uh, as we say, getting all your ducks in a row um, <laughs> is, is so, is so important because then that, that frees you up to really uh, focus on your sport and, and not be distracted. So that, that's really my first and foremost. Um, secondly, you know, I, I think, you know, COVID, COVID has, has really brought on challenges, uh, for, for all of us. It's, uh, especially, you know, from a, a coaching and recruiting standpoint, but I would just tell young kids, keep, keep doing everything you do to get better each and every day and don't panic. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of scholarship out there and on our side, uh, especially in, in women's golf that I think coaches are, are kind of pumping the brakes and, and, uh, just waiting to see once, once this, you know, hopefully we can get back out and, and start recruiting these, these young ladies and see them in person. Um, yeah. You know, so take this, take this time. And it's something that I tell my team is 
what are you doing right now to, to make yourself better than your competition? Right. right? And so um, e- even though we're not necessarily competing in tournaments or for doing this and that, but what are the things that you're doing? Are you taking care of your nutrition? Are you making sure you get enough sleep? Are you making sure you're hydrated? Uh, are you working out and staying physically fit? Um, so there's so many other things that, that, that need to take place behind the scene um, that are going to help you play good golf. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All those things you mentioned, um, super important and super in your control, right? You know, there's, there's, you can only control what you can control. And some of those things that you mentioned are definitely things that you can control regardless of what's going on, you know, out there in the world. Um, but yeah, I think those are some, definitely some really good pieces of advice. It's funny. I'm reading a book, um, I'm reading Tim Tebow's book right now. And he was talking about his upbringing and he grew up on a farm and, uh, how he loved working out at night or, you know, mm-hmm. late in the evening or something like that. Um, because it always, it, it always put him in a mindset that, you know what, I wonder if there's anybody else doing this right now, because it's really late right. right now. And people are probably, you know, out having fun and doing stuff, but here I am, you know, in the barn working out, throwing some weights around. So, um, yeah, really interesting. So as we, as we move towards wrapping up, um, I like to just kind of toss the, baton over to the guest and just uh if there's anything that's come up you know that we've been chatting about that you know i can expand on a little bit further if there's maybe any specific questions that uh you're curious about for me that i can help answer um i'd like to just give you an opportunity to you know bullet me with one or two of those yeah no i appreciate it matt and it's i think this is really cool what you're doing because as as we had kind of noted um before we we started a conversation you know i i think some recruits just really, really don't know. And they don't have any, any ideas. Um, yeah. You know, and, and so, um, you know, I, I would say when, when getting these podcasts out to, to families and, and uh, you know, do they, do they kind of follow up with, with questions? Are you able to, to kind of get them to them? I'm sure they're really uh, extremely thankful for, for what you are, are doing and putting together and, mm-hmm. and how helpful it can be. But, you know, um, is there, is there, questions that kind of come along with 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 the after doing these yeah from the audience specifically yes yeah yeah i mean uh yeah and i can't thank the audience enough for that so i mean something that i encourage um you know every time i put an episode out i always encourage the audience to you know connect on social media and send me an email um and and it's 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 a opportunity for me to answer specific questions or you know tap somebody, you know, as a resource like yourself to answer some specific questions and get back to some of these folks. Um, but it's also an opportunity for me to understand what is important to them so that I can go find people to bring onto the podcast that are going to help address some of the things that maybe I haven't thought about. So sure. yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to ask for, you know, share your ideas, share your topics. What do you guys want to know? What do you want to learn about that way? It kind of helps guide me, um, essentially and, you know, finding the right people. No, and I think it's great, bud. And, and as you know, social media is such a huge platform nowadays and, and, yeah. uh, couldn't be, uh, it couldn't be more important than, than right now during this, this time when we're, when we're all home and, and, uh, you know, one of the, one of my favorite things kind of brings up a thought to, to look at with recruits and, and mm-hmm. I would tell moms and dads to make sure that, that they're expressing the importance of this to their, to their kids is what their social media looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, what, what are they putting up? Because, you know, us coaches, we don't have a whole lot going on right now. So we're trying to do our best to follow recruits, Instagram pages and, and, uh, you know, in Twitter accounts or Facebook or wherever they are and, you know, you can tell a lot by, by the stories that are, that are going up. Are they at the golf course every single day or are they maybe, you know, not doing the things that they should be doing? Um, yeah. And, and so I would express the importance to, to parents uh, on that note is really just making sure that, that their kids are, are putting up what want to be seen on, on social media. And that's something, you know, we obviously hammer home to, to our team and, and talk about to our athletes all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a super important topic. Definitely you know, want to make sure you're putting your best foot forward, um, you know, out there on social media for sure. Absolutely. Um, all right, wrap it up. One last question, just kind of a silly one, honestly, but Oregon's obviously very known for their swag, uh, from, from (laughs) Nike. 
So uh, I'm just curious, is there like a piece of Oregon swag that's just like your favorite, like that you've ever seen? I know you guys have a lot of co- stuff come through the uh, the uh, pipeline there. So, so kind of fun fun fact. When I was at Arizona working with Coach Laura, I actually did all the ordering. Okay. Uh, for for all the girls on the team, and and uh, and I've always really gotten into it, you know, and and uh, and we, they, you know, I always felt like, man, you gotta you gotta look good to play good. We always used to joke about, and and yeah. uh, but but now that I'm I'm up here at Oregon, uh, Coach Monica, she actually does all, all the ordering. But I remember talking to to Coach Laura Ionello at Arizona. She's like, man, if there was a perfect person to go and and wear and rock that duck swag, it's you because I know how much you love Nike stuff. So. Uh, <laughs> It, it's been it's been awesome, man. I got I'm I'm uh, kind of shameless to say that my I probably have more shoes than my wife. Um, uh, Just know, comes my, with the territory. That's all right. You, you know, but I got I got everything kind of color color coded in, in here. Um, but uh, no, nah, man, it's it, duck swag is is a real deal, and and uh, it's been fun to to rock it and, and, uh, make sure our team is, is looking good. And then yeah. my two little, two little boys, uh, Palmer and, and Ryder, we are getting them in, into some J's and, and yeah. rocking some, some sick kick game as they go to preschool. So it's, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some pictures on your Instagram. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody's matching up and, you know, yeah. you know, got their gear on. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's been great, man. So, <laughs> well, good deal. Well, coach, I appreciate you doing this, man. It's been a fun conversation for me. And I know that, um, the audience will definitely, you know, pull some different nuggets of information from your expertise that'll help them in their own journey. So really appreciative of you taking the time to do this. Yeah. I appreciate you having me, Matt. And, and thanks for all you do for, you know, for your audience and, uh, and junior golfers all over the world. It's, uh, it's been fun and, and, uh, hopefully, hopefully it helps, uh, somebody somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Will. Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Derek. Well, that wraps up episode 58 of Junior Golf Keys with our guest this week, Coach Derek Radley from the University of Oregon. Uh, Really enjoyed our chat, really nice conversation, and definitely a lot of value that Coach Radley brought to the table for you guys. So if you did take away any value from this episode, please share it. Please leave a review. Also, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss out on some of the exciting guests that we've got coming up. And I hope you join me next week for another episode of Junior Golf Keys.